We're done. We enter like conquering heroes. We've got three of these seasons under our belts. Yeah. Um, we have entered the, uh, I want to say the eighth hour of this podcast, like of its entire lifetime now. The eighth hour? Oh, yeah. you mean it? So like, this is how I, I process things now, is in like, I, I genuinely do this thing where like, when we're recording these, where I'm like, what hour are we on? And I work in like four hour blocks. So it's like. Oh, yeah, I get it. The over like the full podcast, like every yeah. every episode yeah, of twenty-four. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's um the same way that when I um when I worked at a bar, I would just count up, you know, I would count the seconds in my twelve hour shift. Hmm. Because you know everyone scratching like twenty-four episodes into the walls of my cell. <laughs> no, I, I I still feel like if we're in prison with twenty-four, then I'm Am I am I Rorschach, who is entirely unsympathetic, but nonetheless is thriving quite well in jail? Mm. I mean, when perhaps I should be, you know, perhaps when I should be Ramon Salazar, which is to say getting beaten up over and over and over before being escorted out. Mm. Uh, well, so at the end of our last episode, you had Tony tell everyone, look over there. And then they... You know the last shot of Silence of the Lambs when Hannibal Lecter just walks away from the phone and it stays in that one long shot as he just walks a lot you know, into the distance? I'll trust your word on it because I've not seen it. Oh, banger flick. Hmm. Less problematic than people say, actually. <laughs> yeah. D- don't quote me on that. Quote Emily Vanderwerf. Oh. Uh, yeah, we, the last block ended with that, with, uh, with you know Big Steve. Oh yeah, just slowly but, leaving. And the marksmen, so the, yeah, the marksmen, the Groucho uh, marksmen, they fire like smoke grenades from their grenade launchers into the building, and then they realize he's he's left. And he has hit the bricks. Mm. And Tony, just Tony just goes over to the, the satellite footage and deletes the frames of him just swanning off, uh, and then like. Like three minutes later, we cut to Chloe, who has just received an email from someone mm. at, at like the NSA or whatever, or like at Satellite HQ saying, hey, can't help but notice that um, there seems to be an error on your end and you seem to have lost these six or seven frames. Uh, here they are again. <laughs> and Chloe does the that kind of half pout, half frown that indicates that Chloe is doing anything. Mm. Uh, and this kind of half fake mole hunt starts when Tony's like, "Ooh, if I find who deleted those, ooh, uh, sometimes, sometimes you just want to, oh, you'll want to wring their necks." Mm, you do. Inexplicably, though. So remember how way earlier Palmer like just pieced out of the debate. He hit the bricks. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden then told him, well, you, "You went ah, he's been. This is ungood. He's running away," and then he put the threat level up to red and then everyone went oh he's playing like this joe biden's playing politics actually palmer is good yeah and do we know the name of his opponent at all uh well because i've just been calling him joe no, biden. do we know as an audience or oh no we, i'm not I, i'm absolutely 100 certain we're supposed to know it's but like john we don't. keeler john 
John Keefer Sutherland. Yeah, John Keeler Sutherland. Um, I I can only remember his name because at one point you saw it on a poster, read it like at, at this exact point, read it out loud, and just started then saying Joe Biden. <laughs> he went John Keeler, and then he went Joe Biden. <laughs> Wake up, John Keeler. And apparently he's losing support from you know, veterans and unions and like such. Everyone, yeah, because. They said, oh, you're playing politics. And before the debate, they said that they couldn't cancel... Wayne said they couldn't cancel it because Palmer is behind. And if he loses this debate, he loses the election. Mm. But now, apparently, because he withdrew from the the debate and the other guy quickly said, oh, well, you know, he didn't answer my question. Now, suddenly he's... like." In a death spiral. Yeah. Um, and so Sherry drops in and says, look, you are absolutely going to lose. Uh, you were absolutely going to win earlier today, but apparently in the time it's taken for, you know, for Jack to go, you know, knack off to Mexico and come back. Uh, <laughs> in the time it's taken for the plot to arrive, mm. your electoral hopes have vanished. Unless... I tell you that the president is an accessory to murder, and I have a pill bottle with my fingerprints on it to prove it. And then you can give me a job in the White House, and I'll be very good and cool, and everyone will like me. Because Palmer, if you tell Palmer that you know this, then he'll drop out. Mm. And Biden's like, this is a weird fucking afternoon for me. Yeah. It's yeah, afternoon in politics. Well, no, at this point, it's a weird morning. Mm. Yeah, it's, not even, it's not even noon. Uh, oh, God. Also, by the way, uh, listeners, I I have not touched a drop of alcohol the entire recording session. Um, So uh, I am now allowing myself to have a vodka. Uh, So I'm not going to quite be at chaos trend levels like uh, the last season finale, but... I don't think we'll ever. No, no, God, no. Then again, we don't know how season six goes. Mm. Uh, I... Well, when we started... um, a couple of blocks ago, I said I wasn't going to end up staying on pace for the the damnits, but I did in the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm impressed. Again, my my alcohol consumption is, <laughs> it's what some people call problematic. <laughs> but hey, like you, you try being called high-functioning without either alcoholism or an autism diagnosis, so... No. Uh, uh, so Sherry is just exhausting. Utterly exhausting. Uh, uh Pretty much everything else that happens in this episode, there's that mole hunt that keeps going back and forth of, of you know, like Zachary Quinto going, hey, what's up with all of these um, file frames that are missing? And Tony's like, ooh. Don't like yeah, uh, I'll get, I'll, I'll get whoever's deleted those. And uh, Chloe's like, ooh, there's been a phone call that this guy's made. Yeah, that, that Steve has made. And Tony's like, ooh, I wonder who that could be too. Uh, hmm. And then just scrambles the voice because it's his phone call and gives it over to her, pretty much to buy himself some time. Uh, and while this is all going on, on the other end of that phone, uh, Steve has got Michelle and takes her to what looks like a swimming pool, or like, when I say a swimming pool, I mean that swimming pool near the uh, near the Ferris wheel in Pripyat in the Chernobyl zone of exclusion. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It absolutely... The one full of dogs. Yeah, mm. yeah. It absolutely seems like um, 
they're going to kick down you know, a door to find a room to throw her in, and there's just going to be a guy, or a yet another guy in a gas mask, like yelling down from a... You know, yeah, it'll be a GP5 this time. Yeah, a guy yelling down from a canopy, get out of here, Steve! <laughs> Virus soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plot soon, fellow stalker. Uh, and she, she's put on a chair, and uh, Steve finds out that they're trying to track him, and as if you stop, I'll I'll stab Michelle in the face. And Tony's like, oh, don't. <laughs> he's like, you know your wife? And he's like, yes. And I like, have a sharp knife. <laughs> yeah, he says, I, yeah, he genuinely says, I have a sharp knife. That's drawing blood from her face. It isn't drawing blood. He's just lying. If he's lying about the blood, maybe he's lying about the sharpness of the knife. Maybe he's lying about the virus. Well, maybe he's, maybe he's lying about... Like an aggressive foreign policy being an overall destabilizing force in the early and mid two thousands. No, he's not lying about this. Well, look, I, I, if he's if he's lying about the knife, who's to say? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, he he rapidly loses points and interest for me. I think. Oh, yeah, because um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say once they like have the direct. Conflict. They managed to. All right, I'm getting tipsy, so we're gonna get we're gonna get. And by tipsy, you mean you've had. Two sips of your vodka. Extremely strong vodka. Yes, your, your vodka energy drink, and now you're rocking back and forth mm. um, in well, well, without a hoodie. <laughs> that was warm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, well, Jack, I don't know. Well, he, he's doing, like... He's doing fun kink stuff with Michelle. We all we all love a bit of tape on mouth, right? We all love a bit of phone calls a husband. We all love a bit of sharp knife. All, like, all of these are um, all of these are IMDb tags, and yeah. uh, if if they aren't, they will be by the end of the episode. <laughs> but like, I don't know, he's just boring again. Like, uh, well, um, he's managing to be like aggressively catering to me in that he is kinky and hates America, um, but he's well, managing no, to fuck it up and be boring. We may no, we may as well address it now. It turns out that. Um, you know how we were saying that at least it's more interesting than revenge. Yeah, it turns out because he feels like the American government betrayed him by letting him, you know, get left behind in Kosovo. <sighs> and it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like a one to one thing of yeah. of I love going abroad and like yeah serving like Western interests, and then my government has betrayed me. This whole thing was bad. Mm. Yeah. It, more seems like that, like like the response to that would be that he'd want to like set up his own thing because at least then he could trust that. Yeah, and, like basically become you know Javier Bardem in Skyfall. Actually, yeah, it seems like he's going to be like Javier Bardem in Skyfall. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't really remember. Oh well, it seems like he's going to be bisexual. Oh okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, no, uh, he. Uh, so he's still at least you know is saying that. Yeah, America should retreat with its own borders. I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm no Grimes. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I've never had anti-imperialist in my bio. But given this is being made in like 2004, it's very clearly being like, fuck me, the invasion of Iraq's not going great. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, which again, kind of a like, it's a surprising critique to make, even if it's being like, hang on a minute, are they still writing as it goes? No, no. This the writing as it goes. Well, I'll get to that. Okay. Trin is still having um, Trin is still having a mind blown by how 
well, things like the, the Ryan Chappelle didn't need to die. Or the how Nina didn't need to die. Yeah, I'm so angry about that. Oh, no, this has been... Um, how dare they? Well, if you, There's going to be people... There's, there's some borrowed time in the next couple of episodes, let me tell you. <sighs> um, so uh, Jack ends up going to Tony and saying that he'll have him removed from command because um, Tony's defense is that someone is someone in his group deleted the satellite frames and that then he tried to make it seem like they hadn't, you know, so he could find them himself. Right. Uh, so Jack believes that, but mm-hmm. even believing that, he's saying, well, that means that you you know, made a mistake and then you covered it up. You shouldn't be in command. As he removes him from command, Chloe reconstructs the audio data from the phone call where Tony's saying, fine, yes, you've got my wife. And Chloe's like, you've got my wife. But that means he's got his wife. And, and then, like, the doors slam shut. Yeah Tony, like... yeah, Tony hits the lock TARDIS button that they've just got. And it starts going... So, yeah, um, Steve wants not Kim to be brought. Um, yes, yeah, he wants to, like, be brought to... Um, I'll start from the beginning. Steve wants not Kim to be brought to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Kim has been taken into CTU. And... I genuinely also don't remember her name. Uh, I do, but I think on basic principle, she's not Kim. Right, okay. Um, she's like alter ego Kim. Yeah, mm. dark Kim. Mm. Yeah, if... if Well, no, Steve is dark Tony, not dark Jack. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, she would truly be dark Kim. Um yeah, so then, and he wants him to trade. Uh, he wants him to trade not Kim for Michelle. Uh, again, Michelle is correctly surmised that in CTU, it's Tony saying, "Wait, you're, when you're here, you're safe." And she's saying, "No, because the only thing you can do to like as leverage against my dad is to hurt me or kill me." And Tony goes, "I pr- we we have to make him believe that we will, but nothing bad will happen to you." And then. He gets a call from Steve, goes out of the room, and it's like, I will cut her goddamn throat. Mm. Tony, pick a lane. Uh, He's been been spending this episode faking, uh, like faking credentials to get not Kim taken out of CTU. Yeah. So he can pretend to take her to district. But by that point, he's been removed from command. So he just makes his move now, now, now. Yeah, whilst um, Chloe's locked in the TARDIS. Yeah, and while Jack like, is telling everyone. Yeah, taser, taser guard in the neck, go. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, yeah. There's an awful lot of, like, nasty guard injuries that happen at CTU. The danger pay for their guard staff has to be higher than their agents, honestly. Oh, yeah. well, There's um, been at least... How many guards have died at CTU over the period of three seasons? Um, Season, it has season, to be... season one, you've got when Nina was in the lift and the yeah. doors kept opening and then one, she was just two, yeah, blasting shooting away. shooting guards. And you've got uh, all the, dudes... the explosion in season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack jingling Nina his... again? Yeah, Jack jingling his keys and Nina guy in the testicles. Uh, Gail jingling his keys yep. and um, Captain Kirk slamming them. Uh, yeah, and then Tony is like, hey, hey, look, these are good papers. And he's like, are they good papers? And he says, if they're not good papers, you can call them yourself. And as he turns around to actually call District, Tony just tases him in the neck. Like, yeah, like right, right in the back of the spine. Yeah. What a fucking swine Tony is. And yeah, he goes and grabs not Kim. And the episode ends as uh, they run a sweep of the building once they realise that you know, nobody's seen Chloe for a while. 
they find her and they find that not Kim has gone and they're like, oh no. And they know Michelle's been captured now because Chloe but Chloe worked. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Chloe's like Yeah, they've they've got Michelle. And they're like, Oh, that explains Yeah. And the the next episode starts um with Jack, you know, chasing Tony. Tony, you know, got a bit of a head start, but they've been that they track his car. Mm. And he he apparently hits traffic immediately, and but Jack's car has that satellite navigation that tells you when there's traffic. Yeah, uh, which is to say, he's got Zachary Quinto telling him where there's traffic. Yeah, um, and so he manages to get ahead of him. He stops. He stops Tony, and he's like, "Tony, how could you do this?" And Tony goes, "What you mean? How could I go off book, go rogue to protect my family when they've been held hostage?" And he's like, and Jack's like, yeah, I'd never do that. And Tony's like, I can give you multiple occasions. And Jack is like, that was different. This was, that's a different thing. He says, that was different. There were millions of, li- there uh, are millions of lives on the line. And like, and Tony's like, going, well, yeah, but like, yeah, but, yeah. but like what we've at least established is that when you do it, it's a successful strategy and it's going to be successful now. Yeah, But also there were millions of lives on the line. During, like, the nuke, right? Uh, they were oh, like... did, did he... I don't think he went off book because his family were kidnapped during the nuke. I, I mean... He did go off book during the nuke, but... He went uh, off book multiple times. Yeah, but he's only gone off book in response to family kidnap during the Drazen thing, when the stakes were... Um, Significantly lower, yeah, yeah, when, guess, yeah, yeah. When, when the stakes were wake up David Palmer. Mm. Uh, and... <laughs> uh, they they decide to like still go ahead with the plan, but have CTU like watch the handover. So then, you know, as soon as Michelle's safe, they can move in and grab Steve. Mm. So actually, yeah, Tony kind of done a great plan. Yeah, as much as it pains me to say it, Tony he oh he pulls God. something off. You know what Tony did? What he went on a rampage. He did. Tony went, but he didn't do it very well. Well, again, he, it's his first time. Yeah. I, and he, he managed to lock Chloe in a room. That yeah. was his, the extent of his ramp. And Taser Garden. The yeah. It's not, it's not Jack Bauer, but you know. It, it, for a first ramp. For a first He's time. He's not a field agent. Yeah, for a first he time rampage. He was shot rampage. in the neck 18 hours ago, you know. Yeah. Like, cut him some slack. Yeah. First time uh, rampage from a guy who's normally a desk jockey. Um, man, is this going to be a, a, a thing going forward at the end of a season where we give an award for most improved rampage? <laughs> No, 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 no. Because no, season no. two, too many awards. No, no, season two, Kim would have won the most improved rampage. Oh God, yeah. Just because, like, yeah, her rampage was just shooting a man twice while being told to, but right. she had such a low yeah, bar yeah. to start from. <sighs> it's like how you know the tallest mountains in the world, are the ones that are only slightly above sea level, because they start so far below. Mm. Kim is the Hawaii of rampage. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Kim, though, uh, they have a like a, a what are we about the fact that Chase has a, a daughter? Um, I don't think we clarified that. Apparently, yeah, just Chase had a relationship with a woman who then ghosted him and then turned up and said, "I've got a daughter." Well, we have a daughter, and kind of foisted the baby on him. Mm. Uh, and he only found that out like a month ago, or after he and Kim were already seeing each other. Yeah. So, and Kim doesn't like the idea of him being a guy in field ops who 
is so invested in the job that he gets detached and emotionally unavailable and is never around to see his daughter. And you think that Kim might be maybe working through some issues with this one. Mm. Um, so Chase says he'll, you know, this is going to be his last day doing field ops. You got, he, has, he now has one day until retirement and the clock over this man's head begins ticking mm-hmm. audibly from this moment. Uh, with Michelle, um, she keeps trying to like get the henchman to let her out. Like she says that you know there's this big nasty virus. Hey, hey, your boss, your boss is a fuckhead. She's like, like, I don't think he is. She's like pressing herself up against uh, up against the glass and kind of really dramatically yelling, like she's in like a mid two thousands Shakira video. Yeah, and then she does this thing where like she's like screaming into a wall, and the guy's like, hey. Shut the fuck up. This is a no scream. He's like, shut up. No one can hear you. You're like, really seem- annoying. Yeah, it seems like an oxymoron until you realize that he just wants her to shut up for his sake. Yeah. And then, like, he comes in and she has, like, blood, like, streaming down her nose. And she has done the thing she's where she's bitten, bitten her wrist. She's bitten her wrist and just smeared it on her face. And yeah. she's like, oh, I've got the virus. And the guard is like, okay, well, up. Wait. Maybe you were right then, and she got that idea from that dude. Maybe she like worked out what he was doing. It's like, oh my god, it's like I've, I've been playing some of the Yakuza games, and occasionally you can learn a new fighting style from watching someone else do it. Yeah. She's huh. done this. Okay, uh, yeah, maybe you were right. But yeah, anyway... Um, while like, he, yeah, while he calls Steve. Steve's like, well, she doesn't, have the vi- she doesn't have the virus. They tested her, like, multiple times, you big dickhead. And, like... She like wedges like a bit of like metal into the door as he closes it so it doesn't lock. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, and then that means that she can like sneak up behind him with a brick and she hits him with the brick. And then hits the bricks. Yeah. Like we reject the like the unidirectional nature of bricks hitting. Mm. Like when you hit the bricks, the bricks hit was... not hit not the bricks for the bricks gaze back gaze back upon you. Um, so there he who was a... hits bricks must be careful that he does not get hit by a brick himself. Mm. So there was a um, a bit where Steve was like, "This sounds like it could be a trick," and then like Michelle appeared, and I was like, "And she's got a brick!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but while she's running away, they um, she ends up like calling. She gets his phone and calls Jack. While they they've already had Jack and um, Tony have had a big fight at this point, where Tony's like. Look, did you learn nothing from le- from sacrificing your wife for the job? I won't let my wife be sacrificed for the job. And Jack is once more overcome by having been confronted with a reasonable argument. So he just shoves Tony like a 10-year-old on a playground and goes, Shut up! Shut up, stupid! He has been yelling shut up at so many people. And, yeah. it's quite, and as the loudest man in any given room, it feels a little rich. But, uh, um, but uh, yeah, at that point... Michelle calls and it's like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm running away. I oh. I currently brick bricks status being hit." Hmm. And Jack is like, "We need you to rescind that status. Like, let them recapture you so that then they can give you to us, so we will know where Steve is." And Michelle is like, "That doesn't sound like a great plan." Oh, and, fuck off, man. Yeah. Uh, but then you know she's like. Then again, running in the, running in these shoes, and with millions of lives at stake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, have we really exp- seen like the LA River so far? No, never. Actually. They haven't. They haven't exploited this as a location yet. Uh, but under the Sixth Street Bridge, the LA River, um, 
which if you don't know, is not an actual river. It's that big concrete like flood line that they have the motorcycle and t- truck chase in Terminator 2. Mm. And the, the race for pink slips in the movie Grease. Mm. And Every film ever has used it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where the handover is going to happen. Uh, and during the handover, not Kim makes it most of the way to Steve. He's like, come on, come on. And he hasn't, but he hasn't poked his head out. And then not Kim, having been told about, you know, all of the murder that, that Steve's been doing, it's like, I would prefer not to. You know, she Bartleby the Scriveners and just turns around and runs away. Hmm. Um, at which point Steve pokes his head out and it's like, oh, not Kim. Oh, but, but not Kim. And, or, and like every, every imaginable Groucho Marksman pops their head out simultaneously and starts shooting at him. Like, yeah, yeah. They we, all appear out of nowhere. Oh, they, start, a... oh, they start rappelling down. Oh, they do. But they actually manage to do it properly this time. There's not like the big like comedy drop, like the jerky motion of it with someone who clearly doesn't know what they're doing. I'm so sad. They actually look professional. Yeah, they like, were doing a lot of like professional shit. They were running around like airplanes, like you know, like kids pretending to be airplanes but with rifles. Hey. But like all together in a formation, it was imp- it was incredible. Yeah, and so they take out all of Steve's guys. And Steve, there's one guy with like a brown jacket and an Uzi who's just one handing the Uzi, standing full sideways on to his opponents, and like having a wonderful time. He's firing at the same spot repeatedly, and I love him. <sighs> I mean, fuck that car door. <laughs> no, he's that guy. Know, that guy knows he's a henchman. You know, um, sometimes they'll get people that they they want their job to be something else. Yeah, they think they're the main character. Yeah, yeah. yeah when I worked in a bar, uh, I was you know I was a bar back. You know, I was just the guy that collected glasses and that kind of stuff. And some people would say that they were you know a, a team member slash trainee bartender. I said, no, we're collecting glasses. You know what this is. This guy knows that on his fucking tax form, he writes in henchmen. Mm. And he is, and he, he thinks that's not something to shy away from, but something to lean into, mm. much in the same way that he leans into firing an Uzi at a car door to compensate for the recoil. Yeah. yeah. There, are, there are so many brown jackets in the last few episodes, though. Yeah, yeah, there really are. Um, Steve has one at one point. Yeah. Um, it earnestly gets to a point where I think that maybe every clo- every set of clothes that my dad has ever worn might have come from the 24 wardrobe department. <laughs> uh, um, does your dad own a lot of Walter PPKs? Uh, he's not m- selling them to props departments, is he? Uh, if my dad has owned a Walter PPK, he's kept it very quiet. And trust me, I'm, I'm not the kind of kid that you can get through raising without at some point letting them know that there is a gun in the house. Ha! Would you be able to... I'm one, down, I'm, I'm one shot left of uh, until I actually hit a equi- damn it equivalency. Mm. Jack does give out the best damn it. At one point. Mm. Uh, I think it's... Uh, Oh no! It, it, it's um, it's coming up. Mm. Um, but it was a really, it was a, it was a prime damn it. Yeah, uh, I remember this one. Yes, no, we'll, we'll we'll hit, we'll come back to that. Yeah, they they arrest Steve. Well, because after Steve runs down into the L.A. River, he's about to get picked up by um, you guessed it, 
the world's quietest helicopter. Yeah, with a big machine gun on Ma- the side. Maybe noise pollution in LA is just yeah. terrible. Uh, interestingly, okay, I say interestingly, um, this is interesting if you're the kind of person that writes IMDB goofs. This is the same helicopter that CTU used um, halfway in like season Oh, God, it is. In, you know, I thought no, it looked a bit confusing. No, in season one. Oh, it's got the CTU logo on the tail, doesn't it? Or something that looks like it. Oh, well, the um, the specific uh, sort of tail code. Mm. Yeah, this is just one that they used in season one. Oh. And so, uh, oh, thank you for populating the IMDb goofs page. It, yeah, that comes in with a guy with a big... Oh, I'm working out a theory. Oh. Because it's season one and <gasps> season one is the Drazens. Did... No, I can't work out a theory. Yeah, yet. no, there's... Right now we have all of the things pinned to our conspiracy wall, but we don't know where to put the, the string. Yeah. Yeah. There's something. There's definitely yeah, some... there's something there. Yeah, answers on a postcard yeah. to CTU headquarters, Los Angeles, care of Swede Mason. Mm. Uh, and because it's 2004 at this point, it was May 2004 that this was aired. Mm. Uh, there are just F-18s flying around. Oh, no, no, they actually had said before they've had... No, F- they scrambled them and they were controlling the airspace yeah. to begin with. Yeah, so they already had the... the virus threat. Yeah. This wasn't just, you know, America. Uh they called them in and they shoot the helicopter out of the sky. Yep, it's very impressive. Steve has been like running towards the helicopter for ages, like, and it really does feel like they've like mixed up the shots so that he's like, you see him and he's getting close to the helicopter, and then you see him again and he's a bit closer to Jack this time, where he's running away yeah, from. Yeah, you, like, you know the um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where Lancelot uh, is. It's like charging the castle. It really does. And feel they like just that. they just play the same yeah. clip of him a hundred meters away. This is not the first time they've managed to emulate that as well. I swear we've mentioned that. before. Oh no, absolutely. You know, time is a flat circle, and we are going to. Mm. Uh, I call it a cinematic parallel, but yeah, it it seems like um it <laughs> seems like Steve is lagging. Yeah, yeah. And he's about you know twenty meters away, and then suddenly he jolts back to being forty meters away. So the, the desync and the server goes, no, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is the helicopter gets exploded and Steve gets arrested. And um, uh, yeah, Jack is like, well, you know, where are the vials? Where are they? Where are... And Steve says, well, I'm not going to tell you. Like, if you, if you, you could try and break me, but it would be quicker for you to give me what I want. Hmm. And like, yeah, but that's not how, that's kind of how like negotiations work generally. Yeah. Like very clearly at this point, they've arrested you. They're committing to breaking you. I mean, props to him for trying, honestly. He knows he still has them on the ropes, honestly. Even with him captured, he still has the virus in play. Like, all that's changed is that he now has to do everything from a cell. But, like, his plan is actually still pretty good. Like, his plan is actually... Would you say that getting caught was part of his plan? Uh, no, I don't think getting caught was part of his plan at all, but I think he... I, I, I know, I just wanted to bane yeah. post. Ah. Yeah, no, he, he um, you know, he, he he's prepped for the idea of it happening, like... He doesn't know where the couriers are. He doesn't know, um, you know, he didn't pick the targets. He told the couriers to pick the targets. Uh, he doesn't know their real names. Yeah, like, he can't really stop. He, you know, he clearly has a way of contacting them, but he's not just going to, like, tell them what that is, you know? Yeah, so he, he still has leverage, even when he's being arrested. Yeah, it's uh, really, like, he's smart. He's, like, a, he's a good villain. Uh so Chase is a part of the team that's you know running the strike to get uh, to assault the the meat when it happens. Uh, did you know 
You didn't. I don't know why I'm saying that. I, I know this is did you know corner. Mm-hmm. There are going to be a lot of did you know corners. We're sort mm-hmm. of living in an octagon at the moment. Uh, Chase was going to get killed in this episode. Okay. Like they they were straight up that whole thing where he's like, I will leave field ops after today. Yeah. I'm just going to go and do this one thing. It was a bit telegraphed, wasn't it? Yeah. They were going to kill him. Do you know what gave Chase a stay of execution? I'll give you a hint. It's a spoiler website called Ryan's Reports. No fucking way. And they, so they rewrote it a day before. No way. I think maybe not a day before. Uh, but you know they had they had to rewrite. Ryan's Reports Ryan- saved. Ryan, uh, I saved Chase, but killed Ryan Chappelle. You always hurt the ones you love. That's okay. Yeah. So when we're saying that, like, like our fucking Shinigami eyes have seen that um, it, he has like a countdown over his head. <laughs> like they, we, we weren't wrong. It's just Ryan's reports was too right. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, while all this is happening, um, Palmer has been talking to Wayne, saying, "Look, it's fine that we aren't being like fully forthright because otherwise it'd be a public panic." Mm. And that gets interrupted by who else? I don't remember. Joe Biden. I, I I genuinely tuned out for a lot of this block because, like, after they caught Steve, I was like, Meh. "Well, Joe Biden Meh. comes in and says, I know about the Mordor." Um, Drop out. It'll be it'll be uh, quicker. Mm. And Palmer calls Sherry, who's just on her house on the beach, just drinking wine. Oh, she's having a whale of a time. Oh no, she's really just having like Sherry is an awful lot, and she sucks. And every time she turns up, you know that the block is going to get dumber. Yeah. However, for this brief moment, I think she we, rules. We just all, in that brief moment, we all wished that we could have been Sherry. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, oh, I'm willing to go to jail for this. I, I, I will go to jail if that means you go to jail too. I will fucking sink this ship out of spite. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's too late for you to offer me anything because you, know, you should have offered me something before and then instead you cast me out like a mm. pair of old shoes, mm. which is a wonderful turn of phrase uh, that I will never have opportunity to use, but, yeah. uh, but that'll always keep in the chamber. Cast me out like a pair of shoes thrown at George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll yeah, cast you out like once and then again. Mm. And then he'll post about that every year on the anniversary. Mm. Uh, and so Wayne says, we could, I have my fixer that you know, got us the, prep, the debate prep earlier. We could just steal this pill bottle. And, and Palmer goes, you, you know what? You know, like we we could, uh, and there would be, and that actually sounds like something that would be both fun, and uh, and rewarding and cool. So they decide to do it. Now, uh, go only. There's only two left to go now. Mm. This feels the home stretch. Come on. Yeah, it's a bad time. Wake up, Joe Biden. Wake up. Uh, well, Jack talks to Steve. And um, Steve says that the virus is going to be released at noon. Um, the time at this point is about 11.05. And the couriers can't be recalled. Uh, yeah, they're all on fail-safe mode. And yes, they can't be recalled unless Steve's demands are met. Mm. Uh, which are, you know, same as before. Uh, but 
And this time he also wants passage. He wants safe passage to North Africa. Uh, and he's talking about how he's you know entirely immovable. He is. He he knows what he wants, and he will do anything to get it. Um, and so Jack like goes through um It's like he's almost doing the um, a Christmas Carol, where he's got the, the ghost of Christmas Kim, mm-hmm. where he so he gets not Kim. Just go, Dad. Come on. I don't want you to do it. And he goes, Yeah, well, um, I this is going to make a better world for you and for your kids. So you know. I'm, yeah, yes, I'm holding, you know, I'm holding the United States hostage, but, you know, long run, this is going to be more peaceful. And she's like, oh, Dad. Why do you have to be such a kind? Dad, you're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing me in front of the the other terrorists' kids. (laughs) Kim is just texting her friends about how she's, about how not Kim's dad is posting cringe. Yeah. Uh, and so they go to the um, the Ghost of Christmas Chandler Plaza Hotel, mm-hmm. which they keep referring to as a, the CP Hotel. And yeah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, I, it's just not a good, not a good name for a hotel. Yeah, don't do that. Um, and so they take them to the Ghost of Christmas Hotel, and they say, "Well, look at all these bodies. What if what if we put you in there with the with the bodies?" He's like, "I don't care." Yeah, he's Go like, ahead. "Yeah, he's like, no, I'm willing to die for this. This is yeah, fine." Yeah. Then you all have no way of recalling your. Yeah, recalling the courier. So yeah. what the fuck do I care? Yeah, they, my platinum chips will be sent to Mister House, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Mm. Uh, they go, okay, so they need the ghost of Christmas, Christmas or Christmas Hotel Kim, by just taking not Kim out of a car and dragging her screaming through the decon to to get into the hotel. Yeah, uh, this is actually quite horrifying. She's like, she's nothing to do with this. She's 19. She met her dad like three months ago. Yeah, she's 19, is finding out about any, uh, she's going, I did nothing wrong. And it's like, well, tell that to your tainted DNA. Yeah. Your, your lineage is. Yeah, not cool, Jack. Uh, and. And also Jack is completely gambling on like the fact that he'll go, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll tell you. Because, like, I think there's a pretty high chance that he would not have told them. Yeah, you know, genuinely, it's... Like, he's, a, he's like, a very devoted to his yeah, cause. Yeah, like, ev- everything he's doing right now is based on, like, pure, cold, like, utilitarian logic. Yeah. There's like, absolutely, like, like, I think if this guy was real, he would, he would, not, he would not have told them. I mean, I am... I I don't agree with like his specific like ethical value judgments, but I am a, like a I'm a staunch utilitarian. So if I if I deemed that um, if I deemed that you know, holding America hostage and making it like unilaterally abandon its entire foreign policy overnight and threatening to kill millions, if I deemed that to have enough utility, like. Well, to, yeah, to warrant all of the bad stuff, that would not then be overcome by the addition of like one person to whom I was personally close. Yeah, like writers love to write villains who are motivated by cold utilitarianism, and then they're like, "Yeah, but in the end, in the end, they're just like you and me. They're family, man. Lord, truly, family man. No, 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 truly. When it comes to Steve, lucky he's a family guy. Aww. Steve just going, oh, this I is just. Took a sip of my drink as you said that. Steve going, 
Oh wow, this is this is even worse than that time. This I can't even. No, I, don't do that. Yeah, I tried doing the voice. No. It failed. I'll, I'll I'll do I'll do the Steve voice because it's my voice. Yeah. Wow, this is even worse than that time that I was held captive for years in Kosovo. And just cut to him having like his feet put in milk. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, it Steve then? Oh, I've put a Steve relents, which is to say Steve just starts like ugly crying. Yeah. Um, He's like, I'll tell you. Yeah, I know. I know how to pick up the GPS signals of all the vials. Um, this feels like his his big oversight. Like, why on earth would he do that? Yeah, you know, like if it was going ultimate fail safe mode, then yeah, I think I think it's I guess maybe just it makes sense for him to have a way to contact them and recall them. You know, if because if they did just go, like if they did drag his daughter into the hotel, and he was like. So what? And they were like, you know what, Steve? Uh, well played. Um, we'll, start, we'll email you the list. And he was like, cool. Then he'd need to at least recall the yeah, people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're in fail-safe mode, but it makes sense for him to like still have a thing left over. But why that would be like GPS tracking seems mostly to set up like the tension later in the scene. Yeah. In the episode. Uh, they, so there are 11 vials. Is for those, so those of us counting, there's, there's 12 minus one at the hotel. Mm-hmm. There are 10 with GPS signals. And now, maths fans in the audience, what is 12 minus 11? One. We have one unaccounted for. What would be the most convenient place in the goddamn world for it's it to be located? LA, baby. It's in It's in Los Angeles. Uh, they don't know where it's going because people were told just pick a public place yeah that's a good good bit of planning oh my god just pick a public place where you'll do the most amount of damage don't i'm not going to tell you what it is i genuinely i can't get enough of steve's operational security here Mm. Uh, there's about 30 minutes left until they're going to be deployed and uh we then start seeing once they've got the gps's we start seeing teams moving in like there's a guy in san francisco who gets domed by a sniper uh, there's a all of the deployers have like a titanium clasp on it. There's a one guy like attaches it to a railing in a in a public square, and you know, they have to defuse it on site. And uh, yeah, so we we start seeing all that. And after like after a while, I don't even remember exactly how they get. Um, again, this is the downside of an endurance podcast. Mm. Occasionally, a plot thread will um, you know will come loose. They get the GPS signal of the final one that's in LA. Mm, I don't remember how either. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, the last one was just offline and then it it came back online. Yeah, because they didn't have it. It was like the one they didn't have. Maybe, maybe Chloe had to like, you know... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Chloe had to like reboot the Facebook servers. Yeah, maybe. that The Facebook has gone down in the, mean, in the meantime that yeah, we've been recording Yeah, you, you know that day that Facebook was down for like six hours? Yeah. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg lost like $10 billion mm. and he's probably made it back like by the time of recording, let alone the time of publishing. Mm. Yeah, that was today to date the podcast. Mm. Uh, my, my God, that means that so six weeks time, if we need to have another recording session by six weeks time, there is actually, I have an automatic day off coming up in just over a month. Oh, sick. Because I get, I get a day off when I'm a little birthday boy. <gasps> 
When I'm a little... No, we can't record a podcast on your birthday. When I'm a little birthday boy, we can record maybe a bonus episode. When I'm a little birthday boy, and you wouldn't employ me because I'm just a little birthday boy, then maybe we can do some bonus episodes for you, friends. Aww. Uh, So the the GPS signal is just moving straight down uh, this one street, and Tony and Chase, and uh, uh, Jack and Chase are now on it, and they're, they're... now we're rocking along down. Uh, is, Tony isn't there because <laughs> Tony has been arrested for treason, hmm. given that he told everyone, look over there and let Steve walk away. And uh, yeah, that, it's like, yeah, but you know, the, yeah, come on, Tony, like Tony's whole deal with not Kim and trading for Michelle is how we got, is how we got Steve anyway. And they're like, the only reason we needed to get Steve is because he let him get away from the building that we had surrounded. And Michelle's like, oh, I didn't know about this. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yes, Michelle is like, this vexes me. Uh, and but yeah, Jack does try doing the... Now, it was pointed out to me about an hour ago that I did do exactly the same thing. Mm. So, you let me off. What about him? And this... Um, uh, imagine if a bulldog wished to be a real boy. He's the guy from Division that's come in to, like, arrest Tony. Yeah. Um, he's like if, you know... a. He's like if the island of Dr. Moreau focused exclusively on terriers. <laughs> um, he's saying that Tony could get the death penalty and Michelle's like, I'd rather you didn't do that. And he's like, yeah, well, I'd rather he didn't commit treason. And she's like, man, we're really sort of, we're really going one for one on this. Like we're trading blows. Um, now, this, uh, Jack and Chase, they are giving chase mm. to uh, this GPS signal, but there's no cars on the road. LA people, you bitch about the traffic all the time. But I'm seeing now, it's apparently coming up to noon. And no traffic. Yeah, you've got nothing but like... And this is on like, I think, Vine, which I think is a... I think is a busy street. And like, Chloe's like, no, he's in front of you. He's going like 40 miles an hour. And Jack goes, the subway. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, do you know how I know that there are multiple subway lines that go directly underneath roads in Los Angeles? The climax of the movie Speed. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, they realise that, you know, they find the next station. They get the MTA um, for, for Los Angeles to, like, stop the train so they can get to the station before it. And they get Steve to... Um, uh, they get Steve to start, like, describing what the guy looks like. Um, he's in, you know, like, super jail at the moment back at yeah, CTU. Yeah, he's doing, like, a photo fit. And so, no, lighten the eyebrows. Yeah. Which, again, seems... Because... They've even, mixed him up and they've put him in a spa. Yeah, oh yeah, well, there's there's no milk. Hmm. There's no milk, but, you know, there's the implicit danger of him having um, skin's freshest layer removed by having those little fish put on him. No, no. Um, They're going to fibrillate his head. Oh, you know, like... <laughs> I, I, well, no, no. He wants his head fibr- to fibrillated. Oh, yeah, no, no. They want, he wants it fibrillated. He doesn't want it... Defibrillated, fib- yeah. yeah. He but wants it not to be removed. All of that fibrillation in his head, mm. he's happy with it there. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want the NSA treatment. Yeah. The that, the cabinet office role. <laughs> uh, uh, the train stops, they get off. They know that he's like a... At this point, all they know is that he's a, uh, a white guy, medium build, brown hair. And man, I, I do envy the nondescript. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I've never had a tattoo. Yeah. In part because... 
I don't want to have anything under distinguishing features in case I somehow fuck up my life so badly I've got to go and become someone else. Uh, I, even then, you know, I've got, like, my silly little facial hair. You could pick me out of a lineup fairly easily yeah. because it's not 2006 and no one dresses like this anymore. Uh, Matrix is coming out soon, babe. You'll probably have some people who dress a bit like you again soon. Oh, no, I, some people were wearing... Um, long jackets like I had, but that's only because they were 11-year-olds cosplaying the main character from Sword Art Online in 2017. Oh, sweetie. Yes. Um, I, I say that. You know, I have that one jacket that I've started wearing because it's getting chilly. You know, the one with, like, ropes on the sleeves. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, um, yeah. Some people a couple of years ago, like, they went to a, con- they went to a convention and there was actually a 10-year-old wearing that exact jacket <laughs> as part of a cosplay. Um. So congratulations! I dress like an anime loved by loved by tweens. Hmm. Uh, so this nondescript man he gets off the train, but there's a group of nondescript men who are carrying bags, and Chloe is telling them exactly where the GPS signal is. You know, they say, "Oh, he's going up these stairs. He's going down these stairs. He's stopped right here." And Jack sees him. He sees the guy with the bag, and he's, yeah. You know when you tell someone, "Don't look now," but like there's this person over in the corner of the pub or whatever. Yeah. Jack would be the best fucking guy for that. Because he is, like, saying, yeah, I, I know where he is. He's looking at a map while facing away from him. Yeah, I've, yeah. yeah. I've, I've given Steve OPSEC points. Jack Bauer is absolutely not looking at the smoke show that just walked in. Yeah, Jack yeah. Bauer is not looking at the bartender who is a dead fucking ringer for a young Steve Buscemi. He is, like, an, which is an actual social disaster that I've had in the last few weeks when I was like, oh my God, that bartender looks exactly like uncannily like a young Steve Buscemi. Don't look now, but... And then just my friend going... <laughs> making prolonged eye contact. Oh. I'd love to go for a drink with Jack Bauer. Not for anything of his personality, but just like a people watch with him and mm. he would be subtle. But then, of course, he'd probably start waterboarding the people. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jack moves in and he tackles him. And the guy then just starts being surprisingly whiny. Uh, he's just going, ah, oh no. And they run. Um, hey, those cigarettes aren't mine. Uh, they, yeah, they, put them down. Uh, yeah, they, they, they run the, um, uh, they run the wrong and detector mm. uh, across him. And they find in his it's bag. going like, beep, 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 yeah, they find a, a a thing of camel cigarettes, which again I always forget are a real thing and not just something made to satirize the cigarette industry. Yeah, no, they are a thing in in the US. Yeah, oh, a bit like the fact they had a cool camel mascot. Yeah, like Chester the Cheetah for Cheetos. Yeah, except you know, oh my yeah, god, bless them. Yeah, do you think Cheetos or camel cigarettes would be worse for you if you ate them? I, I'm gonna go with cigarettes. I don't think. I would need to examine Cheetos. Anyhow, um, yes, it turns out that uh, it turns out the courier has uh, escaped death in the cemetery outside Good Springs once more by slipping the transmitter into someone else's bag. Mm. Very fortunate that he was able to work out that they only they didn't know what he looked like and just knew that he was a nondescript they guy. The, they stopped the train, right? Oh. So, like, I guess he had his suspicions then because the train stopped and they were like, uh, "No, no, no, you, you hear it stopped." For some reason. Listeners, did you hear that? Trin just corrected me, pointing out a flaw in 24. 
Fuck off. It's a cost. There was the suspicion was the fact that the train stalled outside the station. Tor- and like, torches working. Torches working, baby. It's because Chloe called a called the line and were like, "Can you stop the train for a minute while our agents all get in position?" And they were like, "Yeah, all right." Uh, oh, that the episode ends like there, but we have a plot line. My God, in the Palmer plot line, something happens. Yeah. Uh, although. I guess the Palmer plotline is kind of the Palmer plotline. This the Palmer plotline plot is kind of the entire season is so bad. Yeah, because none of it actually intersects with. Yeah, it's it's like the Kim plotline of this season, where like. But there's no mountain lions. None of it is to do with the actual plot. It's just shit that is happening independently. But in this case, it's not funny. Like it's just boring. It's like this completely other, this completely separate other show that just sucks. Trinket. Yes. What do you know about mountain lions? Uh, they live in mountains. They like to eat small blonde women. Taxonomically. I don't know what that means. Um, the mountain lion is the same animal as the puma. Yes. It is the same animal as the panther. Yes. Julia Hotwife is an attractive older woman. The mountain lion is the same animal as the cougar. <laughs> Fuck's Both sake. of these nonsensical things have hinged on danger being provided by a cougar. Yeah. Ugh. You've got like the strings again and the board and you're like you're you're pinning them in places. Folks, right, I'm not gonna claim to have a beautiful mind, but um I'm nodding at I'm nodding at the microphone. Yeah. Uh oh before we forget, when Jack realizes that the guy that they tackled and like you know got to the floor he, he tells when they realize it's not him, they lock down the train station, and Jack like, throws his arms back, throws his head into the air, and just goes, "Damn it!" Yeah, it, ah, it's the best one. Oh no, it, it's like it's clear, it's like open throated. Mm. Um, it. Do we need an award for next season for best? Damn it! We definitely need to keep track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, next season does seem to have yeah. quite a few. Next season, we need best damn it. Uh, I don't think the 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 Walther Award will continue. Oh no, the oh the the MVPP uh, MVPPK. Yeah, yeah. Because we didn't actually get a, a Walther in the last lot. Yeah. Um, who do we want to now that we know that we've had all of the? Or should we come to this at the end? Okay, we'll do all the awards at the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the, yeah, well much, much like the Oscars, we'll make you wait for the ones you care about. Yeah. Um, so Julia Hotwife has called up Wayne. Saying, yeah, so um, the cops have been asking me questions. You know how I said that Sherry was there? And then the president said, no, she wasn't. <laughs> she keeps getting a phone call from, like, Tony Todd, who's like, who calls the Dragon Knight? No, no, Tony Todd doing his full Candyman voice. <laughs> she, uh... like, she, she starts saying, like, you know, like, Detective Tony Todd five times into the mirror. Just, yeah. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't think <laughs> it. Don't say it. Uh, so it seems like Julia Hotwife may be on the hook for murder because again, her story is being directly contradicted uh, by the actual president of um, the actual United States, hmm. which is like yeah. That, I mean, that's you know. Well, you know how um you fucked up your passport and had to find someone with a reputable job. Yeah. To to say no, this person is who they say they are. Yeah. When it comes to the list of people with a reputable yeah, job... Yeah, the President of the United States does it, I reckon. Yeah, like, that's on the list. Mm. 
Like there's school teachers. There's you know, whatever the fuck I do, mm. legally, and then there is the you know the dang president of the United States. Yeah. Uh, so Julie's in a bit of a bind, uh, which is not the first time Wayne has seen her in that. Wee. Let me explain. You see, because of the affair, it's implied that um, they probably explored each other's bodies as well as their minds. Therefore, the dual meaning of bind, both literal and metaphorical, comes into play. Hmm. Yeah, well done, dickhead. Man, it, normally when I say that, let me explain and do yeah, that bit... Yeah, I just bit, thought I'd let you play it out this Yeah, time. Normally, normally people stop me. Um, no, you really let that... Um, yeah, yeah, I just, I just let you... Yeah, you let that needle go right into the open eye. Yeah. Mm. I have a sharp knife. <laughs> yes, you... Yes, you um, uh, you, you really let me bite my wrist on that one. Mm. Uh, so, and Julia calls up right as uh, Wayne is lurking outside Sherry's house because Palmer has called her up and said, "Okay, okay, maybe we can get you a big job." And, uh, and what? She, yeah, she dashes over to be like, "Oh yeah, no, this is." Oh, I love a big job. This is. Oh, yeah, that, that's what Julia said to Wayne. Mm. Let me explain. No, no. Uh, we're over time. Come on. Oh, no, no. This is a finale. We're, we're, we're always probably going to do it for 90 minutes. <laughs> as long as it's not two hours that involves us, you know, leaving to relieve ourselves. We'll, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, well, to say what happens with Sherry, Sherry goes over to Palmer, where they have a surprisingly low-security meeting. Aaron Pierce, the lovely Secret Service guy, who, again, we, we don't mention a lot. He's just... Every all... time he's on screen, we're like, oh, yeah. there he is. yeah. Like when Palmer was refusing to leave LA, Aaron Pierce was a guy that was just in a very Texas drawl, just going to, I'm sorry to leave LA. And he was like, I don't want to leave LA. And he was like, okay. and, Yeah, and he was like, I know, but because I care for you, it's my responsibility to ask. And you're like, Aaron Pierce. Aww. Oh. Um, he, uh, he's just hanging around there, and Palmer is just wasting Sherry's time. Yeah, he's like, Hey, girl, still love you. How are you doing? How's the weather? Yeah, that... Would you like to get remarried? Oh, no, first he's like... Would you like a big job? And yeah. she's like, I would love a big yeah, yes, job. Yes, I was hoping you, you could be more specific. And he says, well, you would be my right-hand woman making all the decisions. And she says, oh, yeah, and what's the job? And he says, you will be one of my consultants. And she just turns around and starts to leave. You'll be my wife Yeah, again. Yeah, she's like... I want to be Mrs. David Palmer again, making her um, the again the the wife guy husband woman mm. of of the year. Mm. She's the she becomes this week's or this season's husband woman. Yeah, absolutely. Like, she was going to get I, she was going I mean, to go to prison for murder. Yeah, I mean we've we've long said that like why is she even involved? Like what does she get out of this? And it is just the love of the game. She loves doing this, but shit. the game. Is she her, is her back pe- into politics. No, no, she but, but, fucking loves this shit. But it's even more than that. The game is her pet name for David, apparently. Oh. Uh-huh. He's like, I understand we won't be able to have the same physical intimacy. And David looks like when, like, if you ever heard, like, your parents talk about sex when you were, like, nine, that kind of slight look of knowing disgust. Yeah. He has that on his face. Yeah. But, yeah. He's like, are you willing to let me be your wife again? And Palmer is very aware that currently Wayne and Afixa have broken into her house. And he's like, yes. Yeah. And you know how we, um, I mentioned the final scene of The Graduate a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. God, it really feels that long. Look, I was saying a couple of weeks for the benefit of our friends listening. 
Mm. I'm saying friends so that you can develop a parasocial relationship with us and keep tuning in. Yeah, please. Yeah. Um, sorry, I had to let that pause hang in the air for <laughs> so that you could respond in your own time. Yeah. Uh, so she said, oh, hang on. Actually, no, I don't believe you. You've actually decided to capitulate to my demands. You would never do that because you because clearly I'm fucking mad as a box of hammers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm leaving, and she goes home, uh, just as Wayne and the Fixer they find a safe in a hidden cellar. Yeah. Which again, there have been a lot of things that would make us feel like we're playing Hitman. Yeah, and, she has like a weird cellar that's like behind a bit of furniture. And the safe is uncrackable, but the Fixer knows a guy that has some of the override codes, so they have to wait even longer. I have to get him on the phone, and he's like, right, got him, let's try the numbers. And, like, the first two don't work, and then the last one does. And uh, they, uh, yeah, they pop the safe, and uh, it's not in there. And that's just as Sherry gets in. Yeah. Who sees Wayne. Uh, yeah, but, like, they've come up the stairs at this point, but there's no time to leave. So the fixer's, like, hiding in the kitchen. You've ever seen that gif of, like, the witch, like, going into the drain? Like, like the you know, the or into the, oh, uh, yeah. the hatch. Yes, into the cellar, yeah, the, the, like, the, yeah, the witch from Snow White. <laughs> It's going. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of. But, um, but instead, it's a cookery nook. Yeah, he's like squatting down behind the kitchen counter, like. <laughs> Actually, kind of, kind of in the same type of nook that we're in. Yeah. It could be her podcasting nook. It could be her podcasting nook. Yeah. Hello, I am Sherry Palmer, and welcome to my new podcast on the murders that I've been involved in. Mm. People love true crime. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, true crime podcaster that True. is a serial killer that's going to be a thing in a few years that's going to be absolutely become a thing oh yeah that, that, that's another one of the um oh no oh no the lathe isn't on is it oh no no that, that's one of the um screenplays that i've got oh yeah a guy who a, a guy who's unable to um to compete with you know more popular true crime people so he he, he tries to become friends with an actual serial killer huh. it's a bit it, it comments on the nature of parasocial reality it's a oh. Uh-huh. It's, it's very good. No one has read it because I refuse to let anyone read any of my work in case it, <laughs> in case it turns out to be bad. Hmm. Uh, basically, she, Sherry comes in, sees Wayne. And says, Wayne, what are you doing here? I bet David put you up to this. You know what? This is embarrassing. And I bet you, at which point the fixer just lamps her one. Yeah. Like, it, the fixer does the Jack Bauer thing where he teleports behind you, like red eyes gleaming and like, hiya! If you played like Halo Five, you know when you're sprinting, you can activate thrusters to just punch into someone at like thirty miles an hour. He Spartan charges into the back of her head, mm. and while she's knocked out, they find that the pill bottle has actually been taped to the small of her back. Yeah, and they go, and they go, that cool. Aren't we silly? We should leave. We have all the evidence. There's nothing she can do anymore. Toodaloo. Yeah. Bye. Uh, as she leaves, uh, as they get in the car to leave, Julia, hot wife arrives sherry gets up for having been knocked out because again if you're knocked out for like if, if someone's knocked out for 20 minutes mm. that's not ooh, you know that's enough time to tie them up and take their clothes that's this person is going to be lucky if they can remember how to do calculus afterwards yeah are you doing like glasgow coma scale you're asking them who the prime minister is you know that's you know 20 minutes out is a significant amount of time to be knocked out yeah yeah it's like, it's like, 20 minutes out is like you know, the inverse of the getting the pills from Flowers for Algernon. 
Like you, you, it's Algernoning yourself. Mm. So the fact she's I, a... yeah, Julia comes in and is like, "I'm not going to jail." Yeah, and so, like, well, the, like... Well, the fact she was only out for ninety seconds is very good for her long term health. Yeah, what's not good for her long term health, Trin? Uh, Julia doing a cowboy bit. She's come in with a revolver, and she's like, "Have you ever seen the Auntie Donna sketch, Cowboy, like the original one?" And they're like, and she's like, "I'm not going to jail." You todger and like she's like pointing the gun around, and and she's like I feel like both of our storylines have outstayed their welcome, and she like executes Sherry and then shoots herself in the noggin. We've got so many suicides, yeah, this season, like a fucking wild amount, and that's not even including the hotel full of people that commit suicide, uh, which <sighs> is yeah, and again. Fuck, I didn't even consider that in the suicide stakes. Yeah, Jesus. Well, it's because all of the other ones are people holding a gun up sideways to their head and then pulling the trigger. They've done that so much now. We, um, they, you know how we were joking about, like, Chappelle putting a, a derringer to his head every day and, like, pulling the trigger yeah, to, become to like, immune develop to... immunity yeah. to it? feels a bit like we've gone through that just by watching the show. Um, though the, also, the other day, a few days ago, we decided to watch... I say we. I made an executive decision. Decided to watch The Happening. Mm. a film that involves a long cavalcade of absolutely hilarious suicides. However, apparently everyone that decides to shoot themselves in that does it so by pressing the gun against their forehead, which, I mean, if nothing else, it means you're going to go out oh, with an... Oh, yeah. How? It means, it means you're going to go out with an uncomfortable wrist. How? Like, I, I actually can't work out how to do this. Can you get me the podcasting gun? Oh, I wonder what you were looking at. Well, um, keep going on about... Um, uh, actually, no. I have, I have, I have a thing. Yeah, I have a thing. So uh, you can go on about you know, the general level of violence in this, but the last few episodes of the of the series, you have the one right at the beginning where the guard you know shoots himself in Russian roulette, and there's a prison riot, and at the end, Kiefer Sutherland says, "Hey, kids, you know what's not very twenty four? Gun violence." I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, but the last few episodes had like content warnings because the FCC was being like you know like the, the the FCC which is like um you know Ofcom but for America you know they're the ones who look at um content right, yeah. in broadcasting they were being quite trigger happy on checking to see if things were you know quite all right would you can you think of anything that happened in uh in i think it's 2004 that caused them to I think, or it could have been like late 2003, that caused them to change their policies or become overly zealous when looking at content on television. Hmm. And I'll give you a hint. Have you ever seen a Super Bowl halftime show? I haven't, actually. Even one with Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson? No, what? In the, I think, 2003, how did that work? 2004 had a really early Super Bowl. I don't know. American football is baffling to me. It's like rugby, but you, you wear pads, then act like that somehow makes it more hardcore. Um, Justin Timberlake, during the halftime show, uh, tore off part of Janet Jackson's top, mm-hmm. revealing a um, a breast with like a, a star-shaped nipple patty on it. Oh. Yeah. So it, is that it, it? Yeah. So it seems like that actually was you know, maybe, maybe set up, maybe staged, you know, as like a but everyone was scandalized. What? Oh no, this God, was we were such babies. Yeah. No, um this was 
we were such babies. Like, what was that? Like, sixteen years ago, uh, seventeen years ago? Fuck me. Yeah, no, this is. Um, it actually was really detrimental to Janet Jackson's career. Fucking hell! Uh, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. And as a result, they had to put like more violent warning, violence warnings at the beginning of Twenty Four because people were still in collective post-traumatic shock from Janet Jackson having a titty. That's fucking ridiculous. Okay. But, um, uh, talk about the general violence in the show while I find the podcasting gun. Um, I'm not really sure what to say. Like, there's been an, an awful lot more... Well, about that, about how the torture... I think specifically the torture in this season, how it compares to... It's less horrifying. It's certainly far less horrifying than season two. It's more... It's around more, but it's off-screen more and not quite as affecting. The only thing that really got me was um was was the like I, I, uh, the, I, the the girl being not Kim being dragged into the hotel which i think counts oh no that's that's absolutely an, an enhanced interrogation thing mm. and i also you know Nina just spike jamming herself like oh my that's gore more than torture anyway i just re- to i just gun, i just realized a replica, what replica gun to um to the center in, of my temple Minecraft. and i just can't work I, I mean you can but you'd go out with an uncomfortable wrist yeah you really would it's not that i mean i, I don't think i'd care about it. oh you know if, if plants were making you kill yourself yeah like terrible film by the way oh just yeah. god awful they say happening so much um i i had to watch it with trin because i can't wa- i knew i couldn't watch it alone mm. but i wanted to watch it because i wanted a movie where like a man very apathetically feeds himself to lions and then someone else in a very bored state turns on a lawnmower, turns it around and lies, just, and lies, lies down. down. The lion bit was particularly good for me because there's a clip like where he gets in the lion enclosure and you're like, oh yeah, he's like feeding himself to lions and like he's like dangling his arm out to the lion and you can kind of guess, right? And then it, and then and it, it cuts, cuts away. It, you know, it cuts away and it seems like it's you know a discre- like a gore discretion thing. Yeah, where it's like, well, that guy's been mauled by lions. And then it cuts back and he's only got one arm and the other arm gets torn off by another lion. And he's just not reacting at all. Yeah, it's he, really funny. Yeah, he's just sort of like, yeah, well, it's a living. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you grab me the magazine from the podcast gun? I am absolutely not going to grab you the magazine. Why for not? The... We need to have a ceremonial firing of the podcast gun, I think. There aren't any ball bearings in the podcast gun. There are not. No, there's just gas. It'll just make a... It'll just go... <laughs> Uh, I will. I will get you the magazine when we find something. I think to bookend. Yeah, yeah. Because you remember what made you fire it to begin with. Yes. We can bookend this. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, that's a series wrap on Sherry Palmer. Uh, you know, we've said goodbye to Ryan Chappelle. Yep. We've said goodbye to Sherry Palmer. Yep. And now we enter Hour Twenty Four. Hmm. Uh, which is mostly, given that it's mostly action heavy, it doesn't have as much to talk about. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's really um, not that much. Uh, um, well, to begin with, the main thing is uh, Gail. Remember, remember Gail? Yeah. Off of, uh, off of uh, Comrade Dad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michelle is basically saying, oh, don't, yeah, he, as, um, as Gail requested, she's lying through her teeth and saying that he died quickly and without pain. Yeah. And she does say he died a hero. He did a lot of stuff. He kept working to the end, and that, all that's true. Oh, yeah, all, all that's true. But then she lies about you. Mm. And, and you know what? He he didn't. It was like going to sleep. Yeah. Um. You know, we saw him like well melt. 
Yeah. 24 is a television program in which people either get melted or waterboarded. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but she sees um, screens up with like Steve's face on it and Steve's name and like the words wrongen, wrongen, wrongen. And there's just a loose gun. Yeah. There's just the office gun. And who's, I'm not going to condemn them for having a... Yeah, so you know how like some offices have... They're like a, fun. Look, I mean, I, I regularly fiddle with, uh, you know... Yeah, you know how some offices have like a petty cash thing? Um, they have an office gun. Yeah. Uh, and so she takes the office gun and shoots Steve. And this is while Steve is just going... Uh, like they've, They're taking photographs of everyone who was in the subway station and... Like they they put them off into groups of ten, mm. and they're taking photos of them one by one. Steve is looking at all of them, and it's going like, well, he's he's doing Tinder. He's going, no, 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 no. Yes, if I was drunk, no, no. Um, and, but they haven't found anything. And while he's identifying them, you know, Gail's wife just absolutely murks him. Just and they get gets arrested and just be like, he killed my husband. And you're like, you know, that'll, Fair enough. Yeah, is that factually correct? Um, you probably could have picked your timing better because I mean I don't know if you've checked the news, but there's you know currently a massive code red threat. Uh, but you know I suppose you don't have an office gun all the time, uh, which leads to a little bit of chaos because now they can't work out who's who, so they have to search everyone individually, and that slows everyone down, and it keeps all basically all of the police occupied. Uh, we see one guy, a courier, who's in, a, he's in one group and he's got this flick knife sort of he's got pressed against his leg, you know, hidden. And then Jack and Chase, they see that one group only has nine people. And they say, where was the man in the brown jacket? And so I genuinely at that point was thinking that Steve had already told them that he was wearing a brown jacket because every fucking guy is wearing beige. Mm. You get a couple of guys in navy. Your dad's wardrobe again. Yeah, it's just it's in, and it's that like what like waterproof waxing on it too. It's are we? Am I mad? Am I in a coma? Or am I back in time? Everyone stepped out of life on Mars, mm. uh, and they go, oh, there's only nine people here. And they go around one corner and they find two LAPD guys who've been stabbed to death. Yeah. And they go, this is almost certainly the right way. And they go up the stairs, and the guy's been stabbed, and he's been carjacked. So they they get the DMV to trace his, to find his car, and they they pick up the chase, and they yes, they get into a a cool car chase through the streets of Los Angeles at like twelve ten. The guy hasn't let off the the, um, the device because mm. you know he's he's currently holding it and is in you know and is in a car. And historically, if you want to commit a mass act of viral terrorism, setting it off when you are by yourself in a car is like, yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't have the best effects. Yeah, I know. My sister apparently seems to be trying to commit biological warfare in her car, judging by the amount of like you know, three week old half opened like McDonald's ketchup packets there are, oh. and it comes to no detriment of the global elite. Mm. Uh, so you have a cool car chase with zero traffic, and <laughs> the Jack shouts a lot. Like we get a lot of <clears throat> like it sounds like it, it sounds like someone dropping Arnold Schwarzenegger down a lift shaft. It's 
<laughs> it's truly fantastic. Uh, it, we haven't had a lot of, you know, but we get it. I would pay for Doppler effect, Jack Bauer. Uh, damn it. <laughs> oh, now that's a waveform that I'm happy to have made. <laughs> um, uh, well, they, I'll, I'll leave this plot thread to just sort of wrap up the other ones uh, when I say that this guy, he finds the nearest public place he can, which is he gets out of the car, slings the backpack over his shoulder, and sprints into a middle school. Yep. And again, we've already established this fellow's a wrong un. Uh, it's just, it's very weird watching him just like run through a middle school. But with a backpack. Yeah. Because it looks like he's trying to like, it looks like he's seen Dawson's Creek enough that he knows that apparently some people can't tell the difference between him and a 12 year old. Because this guy's about 30, you know, call him 30. And yeah, he's just sprinting through and the kids don't really, they seem to be mostly weirded out by the fact that he's sprinting and not by the fact that he's, you know, like a blood-stained maniac. Yeah. But again, this is an American school. So, um, well, meanwhile, to, to wrap other things up, just so we can climax with the climax here. Yes. Okay. So... Um, well, well, Tony's been... He might face the death penalty for all his shenanigans. Sick. I'm um, actually down after his fucking performance last season. How's his life expectancy now? Yeah, how's he a fucking... Yeah. Uh, Wayne, he tells uh, David Palmer about Sherry. And he says, you know, if we just say that... like, On the one hand, I mean, your ex-wife just got murdered. The woman I love just died in front of us. But this has solved all of our problems. If we say Alan was having an affair with Sherry and that Julia found out and killed them both, we are in the clear. And David has the most, like Palmer has the most hollow look possible as he's like, Yeah. He's like, Oh, I don't like politics anymore. Yeah, this isn't fun. I'm he's taking like, my ball and I'm going home. Yes, you've killed it for me. And um, uh, and this is the point uh, where I oh, wander no. over to the other side of the room. In preparation. Yeah, we'll come up with that when we discuss the phone call later. Uh, eagle-eyed listeners may be interpreting what's to come. So, um, Jack is in the middle school, and he's going he's going room by room, like doing a tactical sweep, which consists of him like drawing down on room after room after room of like terrified twelve year olds. Mm. Just. There is nary a kid in this middle school that Jack Bauer has not like pointed a, a loaded gun at while like sweeping a room, and it, the children are like creaming, uh, creaming and crying, uh, screaming and crying. Mm. So Jack Bauer just going through tra- traumatizing kids is an incredibly funny ongoing thread through this couple of minutes. Um, Chase ends up finding the guy in a chemistry lab, and they they get into a fight. And, uh, well, we speculated that as a Brit, presumably Steve would have taught some of his, like, native fighting styles. So um, the fact that Chase wasn't expecting to get stabbed in a school means that he did not read the memo at all. He did not read the brief. Mm. And he gets a little bit of stab to the leg and he's like, ow! And he's kind of getting his arse handed to him. Uh, but the... Uh, the viral diffuser, it comes, it falls out of the bag, and in order to stop, while he's, he can't really run because his leg's all fucked up, so in order to stop the guy from running away with it, uh, he 
slams the shackle on his own wrist. And uh, well, the um, the courier is about to shoot Chase, but as he as he's about to do that, Jack just blasts him. Mm-hmm. At this it, it was around this point that I stood up. I had no memory of anything that had happened at this point. Um, I think I stopped paying attention when I saw this, you know, eight years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my plot radar sensed the writing on the wall. Yeah, we both saw what was coming. And we were going two for two, two, two for two, two, two for two, two, two for two. Because Come on. Now, now, Trin, um, it's been many a week for our listeners. Um, remind them of who was Miguel. He was Kim's boyfriend in the last season. And uh, what happened to him limbs-wise? He lost one. Now, he lost a leg. And I said earlier, Chase... If Chase goes through the same treatment as Miguel, when Chase was shot in the hand, I think we had a bit of a chuckle. We were like, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. well, that's one limb down. Um, to clarify, the hand he was shot in is the one that he now has a titanium clasp on. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if you're going to lose. Yeah, I mean, he's. All... Well, then again, being shot in the hand is nothing. Like, it's, yeah, it's maybe, he may have, like, chipped a nail. Yeah. Uh, he, if they call up the bomb squad in San Francisco, who've had a good poke around, and they say, "All right, so you want to defuse this thing? Cut the green wire, and no, cut the red wire. They cut one of the wires, and they say, okay, and cool. And now cut this other color.' And Jack goes, "Hmm," because apparently, I didn't. I thought I figured bomb makers would kind of really get into this." Yeah, they just changed the colours up, so they don't know which one to cut. That's actually good. That's good OPSEC. Yeah, okay, fantastic OPSEC. Also, really lucky that they cut the that the right coloured one to begin with was there. Um, and so they realised that they they can't they can't defuse it. They've only got two minutes left. <laughs> Turns out everyone's having a bit of internet trouble today. Yeah, our internet just crashed midway through the recording so um... uh, if we could be bothered there's going to be a record scratch sound effect in there mm. uh, so where were we oh yes the um uh the courier once he saw that the um that the virus was strapped to chase's wrist he started the countdown there's no way they could, they could defuse it and so chase is just going oh man i'm real sorry about this chase had also even had a, a little heart to heart with jack earlier about how he had even said to Jack that you know, he was going to you know, quit field ops because he didn't want to get like detached, and he didn't want to, you know, he's saying a lot of words to say, "I don't want to end up like you." Mm. And then me and Kim, we could be a real thing. We could stay together for ages. Uh, and they're kind of coming to terms with Chase's impending viral death. Well, you know, the, you know what you do with the bombs. Tell me what you do with a bomb, Trent. You disarm it. Say it louder. Say it louder so that people you can hear. You disarm the bomb! Now, what is the most baffling thing about American construction? Correct. The hyper-preponderance of axes mm. that just lie around behind thin glass. Yep. And so Jack and Chase, they share a meaningful look at a fire axe when there's like 90 seconds left on the timer. 
And so Jack decides to... The level designer really wrote that one on the wall. Oh, like, Jigsaw. Like, Jack decides to jigsaw this. Like, he goes over, you hear like a smash, then he comes back with an axe. And Chase is just like... Well, Chase... <laughs> While Jack's doing that, um, we see him take off his belt, which he uses to make a tourniquet on his arm. Yeah. Uh, and also bite down on. Yeah, but when someone is frantically like scrambling to like undo their belt... It did seem a little like he's like, if I've only got this hand for 90 more seconds. One last rep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's have a um, let's have a pump to say goodbye. Hmm. Uh, Jack gets back before he can uh, really you know get the ha- handle the yeah you know, the flies. Uh, he he's like, now Chase, are you okay if I do this? And Chase is like, eh. and so Jack cuts his fucking hand off. Uh, you get a lot of like discretion shots, but you can still see him like pick his hand up a little, but in a way where I think that's still the actor's act, James Badge Dale, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know. I uh, or care. His middle name is Badge because how the hell what? do you? Yeah. yeah you, okay. Um, I think like it made they tried to make it look like Jack Bauer picks it up, but by just blocking the shot so that. He moves his arm up, and it looks like they're holding onto a detached hand. Mm. But then he pulls off the uh, the viral, you know, expressor, the diffuser, the whatever the hell, and then just runs along in the most incredibly funny. Well, not the most incredibly funny way. Earlier we saw, um, earlier we saw Not Kim try and run away from Steve, and and do you know a girly run? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you didn't, this would be an exemplar of a girly run. Yeah, yeah. If they put videos in the dictionary, they would, you know, they'd set up four cameras around her. <laughs> yeah. That's girl noises, I assume. I don't know. It's not what my gender's really doing right now. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I was going to say, we'll, we'll check back in a couple of hours, see how you are. Um, so Jack just runs along like he's, but holding it entirely flat, like it's kind of a pet, like he's trying to. It's a, a tray of lunch, and he's trying to get to a table before someone else takes his seat. And he runs down, and he... Well, I thought it was a fu- I thought he managed to find a room with a fume cupboard. No, it's just the fridge in the staff room. Yeah. And he puts it in there, and that's not clearly labelled as his, so someone is going to start eating that bomb diffuser. Mm. Uh, and he puts it in with about five seconds to go before it goes a... Yeah. And um, he... He, Don't open that fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it covers the entirety of the fridge in white powder. It looks like yeah. da- it looks like David Bowie, circa nineteen seventy three, sneezed. Lots of um, lots of teachers not having their lunch. Yeah, well, weirdly, there was a full bottle of ketchup in there. Oh, like, okay. Which just again, I, I have nothing to say about it, but I feel it's worthy of comment. I just, I really, yeah, people put ketchup in the fridge. I've discovered this recently. Yeah, barbecue sauce, putting that in the fridge. Well, that's one of the few things Americans have got right. Okay. Mm. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Um, but, you know, sometimes you'll just... Um, I think it was Raymond Chandler. Raymond Chandler wrote that... Um, you know, the great pulp detective um, author. He said that uh, people were... Um, they, they didn't care about, you know, about you know, the killing, about the action. They cared about the little details that made it real. You know, yeah. Be, just people would often just you know, deride. The corners cut off the Battlestar Galactica paper, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, but he, the, what he specifically said was um, that if people deride pulp, 
as being they just read it to, you know, to hear a man walked into a room and shot the other man. But no, they want to read that um, yeah, a, a man dropped a penny on the floor and kept trying to pick it up. But every time he kept picking it up, it kept slipping out of his grip and going slightly further under the table. And he was like, le- he was still sitting in his chair, but leaning down and like reaching under the table. And he kept getting closer to getting a really good grip on it. Mm. And just as he started to like, get his thumbnail under it someone came in the door and shot him like that's you know the stuff that makes it feel real yeah and for some reason seeing like the the cruella Deville virus just absolutely obliterate a sandwich and some ketchup <laughs> that made me care way more than any like any of the hotel shit yeah it's so a no offense to gail again we gave him comrade dad we've given him his due mm. but at the same time what did that sandwich do that sandwich didn't sign up for this yeah. You should have one day until retirement. Yeah. Until being eaten. Yeah. yeah. Plot done. Everyone's saved. Um, Jack talks... Well, uh, Palmer calls Jack and says, Jack, I'm grateful and this is good. And Jack says, did you have a good fun day? Uh, load that into... The... Jack says, did you have a good fun day? And Palmer says, kind of. But I wanted you to hear from me. That, given how today has also been a little bit fucking weird, I'm not seeking re-election. Let's go! The podcast gun has been fired to give him a final sarcastic salute. David Palmer... decocking the podcast gun. David Palmer will not seek re-election. Right, watch how I have to decock this. This is an M1911 replica, right? You know how every time... They, they decock this in the show. They have it pointed at someone. The way that you decock this is you pull the trigger with your... Oh. Imagine how dangerous that is. Do you know how I've been, like, screaming every time they do it? Well, you scream a lot. Okay. that That's why. Because you're, you what, you're, have to you're pull watching... the trigger and just sort of catch it with your thumb as okay. it goes down. Okay, but just, you know, when you're watching 24... When you're talking about watching 24 and you say, oh, yes, at one point I started yelling at the screen, that... Again, you, you're going to need to be more specific. No, I know the times you mean off the top of my head. So yes, David Palmer, he's going to throw his party into disarray, you know, months into an election cycle. Uh, that means that, um, again, I'd entirely forgotten this, Joe Biden is going to be the next president. Mm. Everyone talks like it's a foregone conclusion. Mm. Even though, you know, about an hour and a half ago, he was a desperate candidate in need of rescue. Yeah, he's like, oh, Jack, I really hope that, like, when I'm a private citizen, we can be we can be friends. And Jack's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, as long as I, well, I'd love to go on a double date with um with both of our wives. Oh, oh. <laughs> he said the one thing that makes them both as sad, uh, Michelle and like Michelle's very sad with Tony because Tony's been arrested for you know regular degular treason, uh, and Jack meets Kim in the hospital where Chase is, and he says that the doctors are optimistic mm. and that he's happy for their relationship. And um, you know, they have a lovely little moment there. And he goes out of the hospital to his car and spends about a solid minute just crying because he's had the third of the worst day of his life. Yeah. So let's recap because... Oh, but at the very end, with about 10 seconds until the hour... He gets a call from CTU saying, "Oh, um, we, we've just had an inbound call to one of the to one of the couriers. You might want to check this out. You know, just you know, you've got to come back to work." And so he just you know stops crying. 
turns on the car, goes back to CTU, starts driving back to CTU, and then you know, then we get credits. The... So, season one, the ending was the ending was Terry dead. Yeah, the, the high, Terry very dead. The highest IMDb rating yeah. in the series. Season two, Palmer very dead, except not so we because thought. they're cowards. I I like the fact that season three did a more subdued like they wrap up the plot and they don't go for like some bonkers cliffhanger. They just have it, it's the a, inevitability trudging forward, exactly like how I feel right now. It, that Jack has got to go back to work. It's the writers acknowledging that they have given Jack Bauer the curse of being the saddest man in the world. Yep. Do you remember when Jack Bauer had a heroin addiction? Yeah, and then he took like a methadone tablet does it come in tablet form who's to say i, I think it does i don't know for sure but, I, but I, also like either way it made him fine for the next 16 hours yeah of they his just life. never mention it again like it's just not mentioned really apart from like the dressing down he gets from Chappelle. like and how does he thank Chappelle? shooting him in the head no in the back of the head too mm. which means that's absolutely a closed casket funeral Ooh. But yeah, like that—that's just not a plot thread. It's a plot thread that was convenient for like the cartel bit, and then once the cartel bit is over, they're like, "Eh." Would you like to know an interesting fact? Okay, sure, go on. I'll—I'll I'll find the exact. Um, so you know Chase. Unfortunately, yes. Yes, unfortunately, don't we all? Uh, you know how he was, uh, how, how our Shinigami eyes had detected that there was a clock ticking over his head. Yes. Well, yes, I, I'm bringing up the IMDb uh, trivia, uh, having <laughs> every single promo image for every single hour of this television program is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. There was one that you showed me earlier that was just all Kim wearing like tape over her mouth. It's when Gail takes Kim hostage. Every single promo, uh, there are about 10 promo images, of which about seven are the 90 seconds where Kim has duct tape on her. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, they made, you know how you're talking about their writing as they went along? Yeah. There was a script change almost the day before the show was set to air. Have we gone into this already? Oh, no, this is for the finale. Oh, no, not again. Chase was going to die from complications of surgery after having his hand cut off. <laughs> was it Ryan's leaks again? No, no they don't, well, they don't say why, but... Uh, Yes, apparently, at the very last minute, I think they had they probably had like a couple of t- uh, takes of the Jack and Kim um, conversation where one he's like, "I oh, know that it's not looking good," and then so they could cut to Chase just going, which is um, what dying sounds like, and then they had one where he's like, "Things look good." Yeah, and that's how yeah they say they're extraordinarily hopeful. Yeah, for Chase, and it's like, oh okay. Uh, even though he's he's continuing a relationship with um, with, uh, with Kim, mm. I was I'm looking at, at a th- job with an awful lot of hazard pay, presumably. Well, um, it seems like if you're not working in the field, you have a higher rate. Yeah, of, right. Like, uh, I can remember Puppy Girl. Yeah, from uh, from Paula? season two. Yeah, Paula the Puppy Girl. Yeah, I'm of course I'm still looking at the IMDb trivia. Um. I'm going to read the first half of this one because this thing let you know, it tells you things that are going to happen in a in later seasons okay. briefly. This is the final appearance as series regulars 
Okay. So it's not that they might never appear again. Some of them may, you know, for like a couple of one-off appearances. Of Dennis Haysbert, David Palmer, Rako Aylesworth, um, Michelle, James Badge Dale, Chase, Carlos Bernard, <gasps> Tony Almeida, and I say and, or should I say but? Not Kim. Trin. Trin, I'm sorry. This episode marks the last appearance as a series regular for Elisha Cuthbert. Fuck off! Fuck off! A.K.A. Kim Bauer. <laughs> no! Um, I think it's been half dismantled <laughs> and thrown away because I'm trying to renew my lease in this place. And, uh, <laughs> I think they... Oh, I'm so sad about that. I was like, yes, no more Palmer. No more of that shit. No more like good politician that just won't, you know, doesn't want to be dragged into it. That's boring. You, do, you can't understand that people go on the internet and tell lies. Yeah. Um, no more racial profiling man. No more hot mean girl who was neither really particularly hot or mean this season. And then like... I think that, that well, the point where, um, where she was uh, Shakira music videoing, like she was yelling like a Saturday morning, like, like a power, you know, she was yelling like a Power Rangers villain. At the henchman, like Michelle was. Yeah. Um, I was going, you know that he's going to be releasing a virus. What he's saying to you was a lie. And it was so overdramatic. It, again, absolute Power Rangers villain. I never watched Power Rangers as a kid, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe I did and imprinted a lot upon Rita Repulsa. Hmm. I'm so mad about lack of Kim. I was One of the key things that has made this series far less watchable for me was the lack of Kim peril. And, like, if Kim's going to be in even less peril now, like, why do no. I care? You know how you know how when we were watching the first episode block of this, and I was like, why do I care about his stupid daughter? Well, um, Now I know, because his stupid daughter is the funniest plot line ever in every season until well, now. No, from, from here on out, we're hoping on the main plot to do a lot of the heavy lifting for the absolute insanity. I don't like that, Sam. I want the funny. I want the like funny Kim plot back. Now, no, Trent, bring back the funny Kim plot. Now, Trent, you're saying that. Um, you remember the scene that made us decide to do the podcast, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So- the main plot involves a man in season five. Involves RoboCop's wife being shot in the leg, and Jack Bauer acting like RoboCop is a real bitch for con- for complaining. Okay, yeah, fair enough. And that is, ah, uh, that's not even the thing in that season that's going to get the biggest rise out of you. Okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, and so I'm hoping that the main plot will be, like, funny enough, and they'll have to do enough, like... So So the, the key 24 problem, I find, is that because it's, it's 20, in real time... Season 5 gives you some real fucking red meat. Okay. So and the, I mean, it gives you, in particular, some red meat. Okay, sick. Right, I'm, I'm down. Um, the the thing about twenty four that is a key issue writing it, I assume, is that you have to keep your characters in peril all the time because that's what the viewers want to see. They want to see things happening, but, right? You can't have Jack Bauer going for shit or like yeah. going for sleep for twelve hours. Well, people always you know, they used to make the joke of when does Jack Bauer piss? Yeah, and the answer is of course the Jack. Break. Um, well, he is a JBDL. He is a Jack Bauer diaper lover. He just, ah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. I can't believe it's taken you that long to get this. Well, that's why we have to do the whole series because, like these sort of jokes, yeah, they they age like wine, mm. or you know, like I don't know what 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 else ages well. Kiefer Sutherland, you see him in a cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it seems like we're close to wrapping up. 
which means, well, it it's award season, mm. baby. Yeah. There is no, I think, as we've established... I mean... There is no bad dad. No, no, there is. Well, there is no competition for bad dad. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Steve. Steve is a bad dad. Steve is a terrible father. Yeah, like, the fact that he almost let his daughter get um, the um, Cruella virus mm. or the dang novel coronavirus or whatever we're calling it. Yeah. Oh, um, the Delia Smith virus. Well, he like turns up in her life and then like... And then sends people to watch her. Yeah, and then like effectively ruins her life within three months of knowing her. Yeah. Like, good job, dickhead. And again, picks as the first place that he's going to fuck up. Her home city. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but um, there are multiple cities in the United States that aren't Los Angeles. Yeah. He could have picked any of them. And I won't put the even actually, they even mentioned that... Um, or at least get her out of there. Oh, point, you know, yeah. send her on holiday. Yeah, at one point, um, they mentioned that Amador picked that one, like, ranch of the uh, Salazars. Mm. Purely because it was close to LA and he was going there later. Okay. So it's not even that, oh, um, if, if someone, if you're about to fucking jump in our DMs, get the, the Twitter account's DMs are open, send us emojis. Don't. No, you would. I, I'm the one that checks it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Sam operates the account and I tune in to say shit. Yeah, you tune in when people send you pinball machines. Yeah. There's yeah. a 24 pinball machine that we still have yet to have a go on. It all depends how long you're going to be staying here. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I've got I've got work in a few hours. Well, we had to take a break for a couple of hours earlier. We've been sort of playing that one close to the chest. Yeah. Yeah. No, a... we were. So the thing about season three is I think it's the worst season yet. So, so season one was bad uh, because it was it was dated and it was boring. It, it, but it, it, it was had... not made. For, it was not made very well. Yeah, it had funny Kim threads. It had oh, the uh, mystery. Terry, it had Nina. The mystery machine. It had the mystery machine. Yeah, all of this, it which had, is it had so it, funny. It had surprise bad dad. Yeah, it was so funny um, at points, and it really worked at points. But it was just like it was a bad show, right? It was funny to podcast about, but a bad show. And I enjoyed watching it purely because it was a very silly, fun adventure. Season two was genuinely difficult to watch but in like a oh god they're really ramping up the racism um season three but, I, I still think and also season uh, two no, with still, Kim Plot. Yeah, i still think season two it's important to say it's it's unclear whether the racism was depiction or endorsement yeah of institutionalized racism and also but, but equally it doesn't it's unclear the extent to which they even recognize the difference of that. so the other thing about season two was it was a very interesting time capsule right oh, like oh absolutely in post 9 11 madness it was a very interesting time capsule into that so like I, I, it was I, bad i think but i think was... the, um, the other thing the ultimate take is that uh so there was like depiction of you know, big bad acts for the greater good yeah you know, like Things that they are claiming are necessary for the greater good. Mm. And it's unclear whether or not they endorse it. But something that we, um, I think we were slightly too deep into the chaos hours last finale to properly say. I tried saying this while uh, you were relieving yourself, mm -hmm. uh, but couldn't find the words. In the post 9 11 cultural just chaos, 
there wasn't the nuance available for depiction versus endorsement. Mm. And I don't mean that just in an audience. I mean that also heavily among writers' rooms. Yeah. There was... Um, are, are you aware of the um, post-9-11 uh, Marvel comic thing? I'm not. Oh, you've got... Um, that's a, that's an ultimate time capsule. It uh, So you know how most of Marvel comic stuff takes place in New York? Yeah. Um, obviously, that meant that 9-11 you know, had to happen in the comics. Okay. And all of the superheroes were like, oh, no, and they had like a very dramatic comic about how they were like, you know, really struck and really sad about it. But. They didn't stop it. They were busy at the time. Oh, oh no, no. Like, they were locked up in North Korean jails like James Bond. Yeah, yeah, and die another day. Um, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not what makes this one a time capsule. What makes it a time capsule is that the superheroes were all fucked up about it. And so were the supervillains. No, come on. You've got Doctor fucking Doom shedding a tear while rummaging through the wreckage for survivors. No, fuck off. This is, again, something that could have only existed in that immediate, like, like at the time, for many people, that kind of thing was so sentimental and mawkish that it was probably a bomb. Okay. Like, reading it, you would just go, like, everything was so fucked up from that point that you just thought, yeah, you know, I need something where Dr. Doom is crying through his metal mask and is just going like, now, I repeatedly try and end the universe using science magic. And, um, but I, I draw the line at planes. Yes, no, I, 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 I draw the line at, at demolishing the world's tallest building, uh, despite the fact that in the mid-90s uh, there is an issue of X-Force where a fight with the Juggernaut knocks down one of the towers. Oh no, fuck off. Fuck off. Okay, right, right. this this is a tangent. But my, my point being that season two had some intrigue. Like, there was a funny Kim plot, there was all of this stuff. This is It's gotten us talking, yeah, right? We, yeah, we can discuss time yeah. capsule stuff. What the fuck are we supposed to talk about with season three? Uh, the DVD board game. Yeah. It's been a genuine struggle, this one. Like, well, no, every... Season one, every time we'd sit down to record, uh, Trin would say... What are we going to talk about? And we would find things to talk about. This season, you know, we always we always knew what we'd talk about because they would introduce a plot and resolve it seemingly in every four episodes. Like, yeah, they do the plot four episodes by four episodes. Yeah, like which is very convenient for us. Yeah, like it's very different pacing, but it also but like it, it sucks. No, so it means we always know what we're going to talk about, but it's very hard for us to care because. We're not going, ooh, where's this going to go? We know we know where it's gone. And it's been entirely wrapped up. There was literally the one like um the the four episode block before this one, before we sat down to record this podcast, was fun. It was interesting. We were having fun. That I, is the only four episode no, block. I, I liked I liked these four. I like the scene where they're like following the guy with the tracker on him. Other than that oh and when they cut Chase's uh, arm off. Other uh, than that, yeah, very and, boring. Um, the, the bit where it's like, you know, is Tony, uh, Tony trying to like hide that he's been working with that, that? That was treading water. It just feels so formulaic. Like this, this series is like, th- this really has been like, I-, I commented earlier that it was like really like bland narcos and it was. And then it's like, but then the plot got interesting very briefly and then deci- decided not to. 
Like Steve basically ditched all of his fun motivation. Um, the plot had already basically resolved itself. We had a bit of fun opsec from Steve, but other than that, like they're just not. There's just not been that much intrigue this season. Like, and can I? It's just bad. There does, there does also seem to be something that we're talking around. There wasn't any particularly creative torture. Yeah, they trod on a bullet wound. They like, even okay. even season yeah. one. There wasn't like torture, torture, but Jack Bauer was threatening to put a towel down a yeah, man. Yeah, it was shocking to the audience at the time to see that. Right, that's the thing, right? Oh, like, but but also just season one, threatening to put a towel down a man, like what? Yeah, that's funny. Like the 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 way that he chooses to do it is funny, right? Like, like whipping with a wet towel. Yeah, yeah, and, we, and that's still a reference we make all the time, like in conversation to each other. Yeah, no, we, like we, we were talking about commissioning new art for the pod, for the um, podcast. Yeah, because yeah, like, yeah, what with the whole like new like new name, who did? Yeah, yeah, and and also you know, the fact that uh, the our current art for it is something that I made in about fifteen minutes during the first episode of season one. Yeah, we were talking about commissioning art of like Jack Bauer chasing us with a towel. You okay. know, like either it's either going to be Jack Bauer waterboarding us, or maybe Jack Bauer chasing us with a towel. What if one of us in that has our foot caught in a mountain lion trap? Oh, can I be firing the podcast gun in the air? Uh, yeah, I'm caught in the trap. You're firing the podcast gun. Sick. Um, yeah, no, uh, it's just... Uh, I, in, I, in... I'd, I'd say if you're, if you're willing to do this in exchange for a, a little bit of money, contact us. But there yeah, is yeah, a please. But there is a very, very reasonable chance that by the time you know, even episode one of this series has come up, we'll have... Um, but I've maybe just yeah. commissioned someone. Um, so yeah. So the the other. Th- so yeah. The, the the thing about this episode, this season's torture, is that like there's a lot of it. Right. There was not actually even that much in season two. If you think about it, there was like a few scenes, but the scenes that there were really stood out. There was Saeed Ali slapping somebody with lie. There was um, Saeed Ali's family. Yeah. There was Saeed, Saeed Ali's family being like shot and then not. There was, um, um, well, even at the beginning, the bags of milk. The bags of milk. Like, the, these the, are all images the, the that NS- we can recall. The NSA guy having his head defibrillated. Yeah. Like all of these we can recall. In this one, they they cut a guy's hand open, they trod on a bullet wound. Um, they did a lot of it. And it just kind of felt like, okay, so it, what it really felt like to me was that the writers went, okay, this is a series known for defaulting to torture as the way that we get results so we'll just do that and everyone just assumes that that's going to get the results sometimes you know um you know casino, it's just part of the show you know you know, you know casino royale mm. um uh there is well if you've seen casino royale you'll know what bit i'm talking about if you haven't seen casino royale you probably might also know different reputation um there's a bit where bond has been captured and le chiffre goes it, it, you know, Mads Mickelson. Mm. I go Mads for Mickelson. Uh, he said, I don't understand all of these elaborate tortures. I, it's the simplest thing just to cause someone you know, more pain than they can handle. And that's when he just starts uh, hitting Bond in the testicles with like a, a knot in a rope. However, that's still like interesting. It's still interesting and it's framed cinematically. Mm-hmm. So even if you're just Oh, this guy hasn't got like, a huge amount of time. He's just going to hurt someone real bad, and he's not going to come up with some like elaborate like in you know, sharks with laser beams thing. 
Yeah. You can still at least make that cinematically interesting while also being, you know, horrifying and like engrossingly repulsive. Yeah. Um, but well, were I to were I to always compare Jack Bauer to James Bond, I would find him wanting every time. <sighs> yeah, like so, the torture methods you can do scary torture methods on TV with like you know some very like they the fact that they have Darren that they ring up who comes around and injects people in the neck to do torture now, and we just go yeah okay we just accept that that hurts. Uh, they they refer to that as medical torture. They don't refer to that in this season. They refer to that in a later season. Yeah, but like they just—it's just a thing. Like they just do that now, and it's like it's it, not even like really even part of the plot. It's it, just it, a background. It's like it, set dressing. It, yeah, like Gail having stuff injected. That torture isn't meant to horrify. It's more just de rigueur. Yeah, like it's like a it's like the way that they are getting the information. It's it, like a it's it's a MacGuffin. It's torture information. It, it's a torture MacGuffin. It's torture by numbers. Yeah, it's really unlike that. No, wait, no. It's paining by numbers. Oh. Sometimes my genius amazes even Trin. It doesn't amaze me because I'm so clever I can mm. predict it. But yeah, like that's that's the general point we're trying to make here in a very tired way. Is that season three sucks in a lot of ways. And I think this is possibly one of the worst. Is that they do a lot of torture. They do a lot of violence. And none of it means anything. Yeah, they don't, they don't seem to care. Yeah. Well, you know what? This all, you know, this all stemmed from a discussion of how Steve was a bad dad. Fuck me, yeah, we've got to do the rest of the wards. This is this one's going on a while. Yeah, so we weren't able to find any new type... No new type of dad just dropped in this mm. block. No. So Steve got bad dad. Uh, the no good, terrible, very bad, awful day. I think... Uh, no, I think... Power couple. Tony and Michelle. I think they, I think they win it as, like, a couple. Yeah, they both had very, very terrible days. But, um, but the fact that their their terrible days mirrored each other, yeah, that's, like, that's, like, that's to- giving like, them an edge. Yeah, like Tony having surgery on Twitch.tv, that was bad for Tony, and it was bad for Michelle. Michelle being kidnapped on Twitch.tv, that was bad for okay, Michelle. Okay, yeah, you know what? Yeah, no, I agree with you. This is yeah, they, they win. Yeah, like Michelle has like her husband get arrested for treason, and Tony gets arrested for treason. They in. They were quietly bubbling away. It, it was in front of us all along. We just didn't realise that the correct way of interpreting the bad day was through the lens of the power couple. Yeah, yeah. No, they win. Yep. Cool. Um, who Who else? Who, what other award? Who, who had the MVPPK? Oh. My vote. I, okay, well... No, let's 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 go. What's the parameters of now, the MVPPK? Is it just the most fun scene with it, or well, most val- most well, is it most valuable, or is it most valued? Because I think the ex-husband, the the guy who yeah, he pulled it once, yeah, and he absolutely achieved his goals, yeah. which was okay, I I've probably already used this phrase, but yeah, he was hundred percent accuracy rating. But he was he repainted the windows. Yeah, um, Ramon Salazar's. That was the most valuable for the plot because it meant that they could finally stop going like, can we trust Hack Bauer? Mm. And actually could start doing the deal. Yeah. Uh, the hotel gun. I want to give it to the hotel the, gun for being the funniest. The hotel gun. I think Ramon Salazar's is the most valuable. Yeah. The hotel gun is the most valued. Yeah. 
Uh, to me, it's the hotel gun every time. Yeah. Because I was like... The most valued... We were joking yeah. about the hotel gun, and then the guy like pulls a wall for PPK, and it felt like they'd written it for us. And, it was too funny. And the fact that Gail's wife manages to find like the cinematic parallel of the hotel gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the hotel gun guy to win it. Yeah, I think the, I think the hotel... Because you know, the hotel gun, never even used. You could excise it entirely, and the only thing that you would lose be us chuckling yeah but us chuckling is what we yep hotel gun yeah so the the hotel gun is the mvppk yep uh, do we do we have any other awards no that's it i think yeah I, the award ceremony done because um, the, the the general daddery was like this was this wasn't a deep bad dad this wasn't like a deep bad dad this was a more appreciating the cornucopia, the variants of dads. Yeah. Because we had sad dad, we had Chad dad, um, we had <gasps> comrade dad. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the, the erstwhile bad dad. So, we've got to do this again in six weeks. Within. Yeah, with, oh God, within six weeks. Fuck me. And I still want to do the bonus episodes. So, we're going to be insane. I'll, uh, I'll... I'll try and stop getting hungover, so I have to. So I stop using all of my holiday days at work, so I can yeah. book off a few. Fuck. Um, oh well, well, listeners, we'll. Um, I guess yeah. we'll be seeing you soon because we've got a lot of recording to do, eh? This one may actually be longer than the chaos hours. Yeah, but I, I think we've had a good discussion. Oh yeah, yeah, because we got broken up halfway because the internet went out. So. Yeah, we can put this up over in as two episodes over separate <laughs> days. <laughs> but, but if this gets put up as two episodes. Then know that it's just because I would have felt guilty making you listen to uh, something that's two hours fifteen minutes. Mm. I, why? Why would I make you? Why would I make anyone sit through coming up to three hours of something that very much interested me but didn't necessarily interest them? I'm so mad. No, Trin is not looking at me happily because we've just seen no time to die. Well, and this fucking show, you dickhead. We watched this show for twenty four hours. For over three occasions. Oh man, I forgot. Yeah, we've seen twenty four together. Well, <laughs> we we will see you in either a week or six weeks, depending on if you're you or us. Yep. Uh, and well, uh, in the uh, meantime, until next time, don't stop the party. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs>